1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Listeners should refer to the disclaimer in the episode notes and at the end of this podcast
1: it's next to nothing these days. You've got teenagers now who can afford to invest in the stock market, which is, it's such a, a big change. You know, I remember my parents investing. The only choice, you know, in the past was to go to a full service broker, and but it was expensive. You know, you'd be expected to invest tens of thousands at a time often, and the fees would be, you know, upwards of $100 a transaction. But it blocks out a whole category of people that want to start trading but you know want to start trading in smaller amounts because they're not sure about it and work things out for themselves
2: g'day and welcome back to equity asa i'm phil muscatello and today i'm chatting with kylie purcell investment editor at finder.com Hi, kylie
1: hello phil thank you for having me thanks for coming on
2: So we're here to talk about the proliferation of brokerage apps and services and what they offer to investors in terms of cost-effective brokerage and access to previously inaccessible investments. So we're going to work through this. We were talking about going through them one by one, but there's too many really, aren't there?
1: Oh, there's so many. There's at least 30 Mm -hmm. um, that we track on Finder, if not more. The thing is they keep popping up and it's hard to track them. (laughs) (laughs) I've yet to find an official list out there.
2: Have you got some sort of list on Finder that um, people can refer to?
1: Not a full list. We do have a list. If you go to our main share trading page, we're looking at going full market soon, actually. So um, watch the space. We will have hopefully every platform available in the market on Finder's website coming up.
2: Okay. Well, let's start with the traditional um, online platforms. Talk to us about those.
1: Traditional online platforms. If you're thinking of the traditional ones, you might be thinking of the bank type uh, share trading platforms like your Comsec and your NAB Trade, um, Westpac and ANZ also have their own share trading platforms. These are the ones that probably, if you've been in the stock market for a while now, or for a few years at least, you've probably jumped onto one of these. They were some of the only ones available for a while. So brokerage fees tend to be higher with these platforms. But they do tend to come with a lot of features, such as market analysis, you can filter for stocks, you can get broker ratings, and you can get a whole lot of financial information on all of these stocks. They also tend to offer more conditional orders, so you have you know, your stop loss, you have trailing stop loss, um, you've got more than just your market and limit orders. So for some, paying those extra fees, those extra brokerage fees, tends to pay off. It makes sense. For others, they'd prefer to lose all those extra features. They just want a cheaper broker and they might be looking at something else.
2: Okay, well, let's dive into the um, the new world of uh, brokerage. <laughs>
1: there are so many new platforms that are popping up these mm-hmm. days. I think probably the newest brokers that have come to market tend to focus on the US stocks. So now we've got a whole bunch of zero brokerage US trading platforms out there. You might have seen eToro. We've got Stake, which launched a couple of years ago now. That was the first in Australia to launch uh, zero brokerage trading. So that's obviously very low fees. Um, you can invest smaller amounts with US stocks. And these ones tend to be focused, eToro and Stake, especially more towards that kind of younger audience, that kind of Wall Street bets audience that we see in the US a lot. The Robinhood investors, if you want to call it that, where you know it's very minimalist design, quick trades on your phone and tend to have kind of minimalist features as well.
2: And, and they tend to be on the phone as well. I mean, this is a big difference as well that a lot of it can, is it's very much a...
1: 100%, yeah. yeah
2: and a, a very elegant app that allows you to to trade very quickly and easily.
1: Yeah, absolutely, that's right. They tend to be optimised for mobile and that's the angle they tend to push. You know, you're out and about, you want to trade... you know, GameStop or, or or Facebook or whatever, you can make a quick trade, no fuss. So yeah, that's the kind of angle they push. They tend to be more focused on one specific asset type, though. So these brokers only offer U.S. stocks, for example. And they have their custody brokers in the U.S. that execute those trades for them in Australia, but they won't offer, say, Australian stocks or other global stocks. That's kind of changing a little bit now. We've seen some brokers that have offered traditionally Australian stocks, now adding U.S. stocks under their offerings as well, um, which is interesting. We've seen SelfWealth, which is a really popular broker. They offer chess-sponsored Australian stocks. They've recently added U.S. stocks as well to the table. And I know Superhero, which is a fairly new brokerage account offering um, Australian stocks, they're looking at adding US stocks. I hope that's not a secret. (laughs) (laughs) A word on the street is (laughs) they're adding US stocks as well. And then we've seen CMC Markets and IG, which have been offering global stocks for a while, but at higher prices, they've started offering zero brokerage US and global stocks. So we're very much moving towards this zero brokerage direction, the same as we see in the US. It's really changing Australia's landscape. Um, People are realising that You know, they could invest X amount in Australian stocks, but you could also just invest five bucks. (laughs) I think the minimum is 10, to be fair. The minimum is 10, I think, for stake. 10 bucks into a stock if they want and play around a bit more. So it's, yeah, it's definitely changing the dynamic of trading. You know, in the past, when it was expensive to trade US stocks, and it still is on some of those traditional banking platforms like ComSec, still very expensive to trade US stocks. You'd want to invest quite a bit, obviously, in ASX stocks is a minimum, $500, U.S. stocks don't have those rules. You can invest anything depending on what your broker offers you.
2: So there's two points that come out of that. The first yeah. point, of course, is um, that if you're only investing 5 or $10, that's yeah. not like a chess-sponsored holding, is it?
1: No, that's exactly right. You can't do that for Australian stocks yet. So if you wanted to invest a few dollars, say 10 bucks, you could only do that with U.S. stocks. And if you wanted to get zero brokerage transactions, only U.S. stocks offer that currently. I know Superhero has now, I don't want to leave them out, they've now added zero brokerage ETFs. They're the only broker in Australia that is offering um, zero brokerage for any Australian asset, and that's just for ETFs. And I think they've just taken that loss as part of their offering kind of thing.
2: So why is it that they can Mm -hmm. offer it in US stocks and not Australians?
1: It's just the system that we have in Australia. As far as I know, we're not allowed to use the system that they use in the U.S. It's called um, Payment for Order Flow. Well, that's one system, and they use that to get around the brokerage fees. So what this means is brokers like Robinhood will sell those trades made through their platform onto other third-party brokers, usually major brokerages, market makers, and they make a profit on the difference between the bid and sell order. And that profit is then paid on to Robinhood and pennies, very small amounts. So mm-hmm. it relies on lots of small trades happening regularly. That's how they're able to do it there. They're not allowed to do that in Australia. Zero Farms, brokerage. I
2: the, the, that was the other question I was going to come to. How do they make money? Yes. So they're making money by having their orders fulfilled yeah. Through another service that pays for for those orders. Yeah. Sorry, explain that to me. <laughs>
1: These big brokerages are compensated based on the spread between the bid and ask prices. That profit is then passed on to the original broker, Robinhood, say, in pennies per trade, basically. Mm. So that's how it works. It's shady. <laughs> this does create a conflict of interest because, you know, that major broker may not be offering the best price. There's a good potential they're not getting the best price for the order that So the, the, the bid
2: and ask spread might not be as good as what you would get through just a, a traditional online broker, for example.
1: Potentially. So that can cause you to lose more money than, say, if you'd paid a brokerage fee in the first place. The US, I know regulators have cut down on that in the last decade or so. I think it was potentially even the 90s. And they carefully monitor that spread. So... As far as I know, it's working okay, but, you know, we do see instances where there can be a conflict of interest and I think we saw something like that recently with, I don't you know, you know, I'm going to go into GameStop just to stop me now. You're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, I been, of oh God, it's been such a focus this last week. Yeah. I'm not, I need to ease out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's how they're able to make money. And then also, you know, some brokers that offer zero brokerage can make money in other ways, for example, through leveraged products, options or CFD products, which they might charge a commission for. And stock trading is just kind of a thing on the side to draw customers in.
2: So another one of these platforms is eToro. Do they do Australian or just American? They
1: just do American.
2: Mm Yeah. I've been
1: told they're looking at adding Australian. To do that, they'd have to partner with an Australian broker of some kind. So they offer direct US stock trading as well as CFDs. So you can buy and sell stocks, cryptocurrency, commodities, Forex, uh, using leverage on eToro if you'd like. So I think eToro is probably the most similar to a Mm. Robinhood-type trading platform in Australia. Yet to offer Australian stocks. I'd be interested to see what happens when they do. I've been keenly watching.
2: So some of these platforms have a social aspect to them as well. Yeah. And you can follow traders.
1: That's right yeah. So eToro is really big on that. That's probably their biggest angle is the social trading aspect where you can follow top traders on the platform like traders that have been doing really well. You can watch their profits. You can watch what they've been doing and you can actually imitate their trades. I mean I think it's wild. You can imitate exactly what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. You can set an amount that you want to invest in that person basically. So And they become
2: like a personal fund manager. Basically, that's right. It it? is
1: wild. (laughs) I I haven't done it yet, but I've been thinking about doing it for a while (laughs) just to see what happens. I think there's a minimum $200 investment or something, but you know.
2: It's almost worth a flutter, isn't it? That's that's right. That's
1: right. I'm willing to give it a go. Then they also have these portfolios that they make, which is kind of interesting too, where they've built up a portfolio of individual stocks, almost like an ETF, except It's often not as many stocks as what you'd have in an ETF, um, and it doesn't follow the same rules that ETFs follow, so it could be riskier potentially. But yeah, they also have their own portfolios that you can track as well, so you want to invest in the rise of electric vehicles. They have a portfolio for that. It's very much targeted at kind of this millennial-esque new trader. They've got a lot of fun features to play around with.
2: So with some of the other platforms, it's really the low brokerage and access to US markets that are the the key to them, isn't it?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's the ability to, to trade with smaller amounts too. I think that's been the biggest blocker for young people in Australian stocks, to be honest. I can understand why you should have a minimum high amount. But, you know, if you're 18 or 19 or 20 and you've got a minimum $500 investment to make in a single stock... It's a pretty big investment at that age. (laughs) You know, even today, it can be a big investment if there's a potential for you to lose that overnight. (laughs) So I think these zero brokerage US platforms have really just allowed young people to play around.
2: Do you think they're learning any valuable lessons from it?
1: I think they have to be. (laughs) Um, The stock market volatility that we've seen over the last 12 months, where we saw so many new players come into the stock market, I think it was 4,000 a day at one point, ASIC said. A lot of them would have lost money. ASIC reported that a lot of people were losing money. Surely that's a lesson in itself, (laughs) that you can win as well as lose. These last few months have been incredibly bullish. And I know a lot of people are very enthusiastic about the stock market. I just advise people to be wary that we're going through a really good period at the moment. And if you're not making money on the stock market, look, you've done something really wrong because (laughs) the stock market's just doing phenomenally, but we've all seen how that can turn out.
2: You mentioned that there's a custodial arrangement with some of Mm. these um, purchases. So it's not like a traditional chess holding. You don't get a holder identification number, for example.
1: Yeah, that's right. Australia is actually really unique in that we have this CHESS system. It's It's the ASX clearance registry system. So regardless of what broker you're with... Your ownership is still registered by the ASX. So, I guess the idea behind that being that if the broker collapses, your shares will be there under your name and you can.
2: Is that unique to Australia? I didn't realize. It's unique that.
1: to Australia. Australia's yeah. the only one. Pretty much every other country, possibly every country, <laughs> uses the custody model. Mm. And so, some brokers here do use the custody model. And that is where your shares are held beneficially by a custody broker. These custodians are very regulated by ASIC. They tend to be market makers. They're massive, massive brokerages. But if they did collapse, it's a little more complicated in terms of when you'd get your shares back and how you'd get that back, the process. So that's the big difference. But by that same token, these custody model brokers can make it a lot cheaper to trade. So they've been able to reduce those costs in the same way the US payment for order flow system was able to get around brokerage fees This custody model system can also reduce brokerage fees because you're not having to pay the ASX basically is the big reasoning and can also reduce the minimum amount that you put into an individual stock even as we've seen recently with um, Superhero.
2: Okay, let's quickly have a look at some of the micro-investing platforms as well because this is a great gateway as well for young people to start saving and getting involved in investing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So micro-investing platforms, the first one to come to mind would be Raise, Raise Invest. That's the most well-known one. And they allow you to invest $5 at a time into a portfolio of ETFs. And the great thing about Raise is that you can invest as you go because your spare change on every purchase that you make is rounded up. That's right. It's a rounding up app. It's a rounding up app. That's the fun thing about it. And it's added to your portfolio. They've actually added a new feature now where you can pick and choose your own ETFs within the portfolio. So you can build your own portfolio. They've added about seven new ETFs in there as well. That's micro-investing, rounding up very small amounts. Then you've got Spaceship is the other option, which invests minimal amounts cents basically, into your portfolio. It doesn't round up your cash, but you can set a regular order of how much you want going into your portfolio. Those are great ways to start investing as well. If you don't have a lot of money, that's a really great option for young people. If they don't want to spend, you know, thousands of dollars investing in stocks, these micro investing apps are really great. And, you know, actually their portfolios are doing pretty well. Like it's a good investment.
2: And there's Comsec Pocket as well as another one.
1: Comsec Pocket. Yeah. yeah, that is not quite a micro-investment app. I did call it that on one of my articles in Finder. I've since kind of regretted that because I've had to stick with calling it that. It's more like a mini-investment app. I sort of called it micro-investing in the sense that you can invest $50 at a time into Australian ETFs, where the minimum investment normally is $500 so that allows you to invest smaller amounts $50 if you want to call that a micro i did at the time and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with it and then you know it's $2 $2 brokerage, brokerage fees yeah, very which, is, brokerage which is which is great yeah, yeah. absolutely I, I really like comsec i've actually used it myself to invest in a an etf that i follow cuz i've got a good selection of etfs and then the other side of it is these fractional share trading apps which are mostly these zero brokerage us apps that we talked about before So instead of investing in, you know, single stocks, one stock at a time, you can invest in fractions of stocks. So you can invest in one-tenth of a stock if you want, which gets around, you know, some stocks like Google being priced at $1,000 plus. Instead, you can invest in one-tenth of that for $100. I got this wrong once on an interview. I have to say, (laughs) (laughs) and someone caught me up on it. They're like, one-tenth, really? (laughs) You can invest in one-tenth of it or one-twentieth of it, whatever you like. In some ways, you could almost call that the type of micro-investing because you can put in a few dollars at a time into individual stocks now, depending on what your broker is offering you.
2: So there's been a great democratization in investing, hasn't there? Especially for young people who...
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, when you compare it to what it might have been like 30 years ago when you were trying to buy, how much it would cost to get in, um, where you would get the knowledge from.
1: That's right. It's next to nothing these days. You've got teenagers now who can afford to invest in the stock market, which is, it's such a a big change. You know, I remember my parents investing. The only choice, you know, in the past was to go to a full service broker and full service brokers definitely have their place, but it was expensive. You know, Mm. you'd be expected to invest, you know, tens of thousands at a time often. And the fees would be, you know, upwards of a hundred dollars a transaction and still are to this day, but you get a whole bunch of other benefits that come with that but it blocks out a whole category of people that want to start trading, but, you know, want to start trading in smaller amounts because they're not sure about it and work things out for themselves. I do think it's a good thing. It's just changed the dynamic of what share trading is in Australia.
2: Yeah. It's interesting as well with property. I've just heard about Bricklets. It's just opened as well.
1: Yeah, I saw that come up. I haven't tracked that Probably I should. I actually got a press release this morning.
2: (laughs) I need to (laughs) follow that up. Yeah, everyone's (laughs) just uh, onto that. But I think it's you can buy a share in an apartment or a house, for example. I know.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. There's so many new things that you can do these days. Mm. We've seen superhero come to market with its option to trade um, $100 at a time into the stock market. They're about to launch a couple of um, superannuation products, uh, which allow you to basically build your own portfolio. So there's just so many more options these days, you've got a lot more control. And I also think it's interesting that not just control over your own investments, which comes with both risks and benefits, people are now demanding an understanding of how their platforms work, where their money's going, and who the associated brokers are with these platforms. Even I find it confusing, you know, you've got share trading platforms that aren't necessarily brokers Then you've got their associated brokers that are doing all of the orders. Then you've got the clearance houses, which are handling the cash element of it. Sometimes all of these are one. (laughs) Some of the time these are just one organization. Sometimes they're two and sometimes they're three. Sometimes there's others involved. So it is getting complicated. But this is kind of allowing uh, a whole lot of new products to come to market at the same time. By the same token, people are demanding a lot more clarity around what's happening on the back end, which is, I also think, a good thing. We're learning that just because an organization is massive doesn't mean they're always going to do the right thing, as we saw with the Royal Commission recently. I think it's an interesting time to be an investor.
2: And it's an interesting time to be young. (laughs) It's an
1: interesting time to be young, definitely.
2: Yeah. Carly Purcell, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Phil
2: important please remember these podcasts are produced to provide information and education and they're not designed to provide financial advice nor are they a recommendation to buy shares in the companies featured or discussed the australian shareholders association does not endorse or favor any specific commercial product or company please obtain independent professional advice before investing we value your feedback and questions please contact us at share at asa.asn.au if you have any suggestions for guests or specific questions you'd like answered